Ahoy! Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name's Nick. Welcome aboard. The good ship. The good ship. Good ship? I, I don't know. We haven't, just we haven't got, <laughs> I just realised we haven't got a name for the boat. It's just oh, the stream boat. It's just the stream boat. We'll give it a name. Let's find, come up with a name and we'll give it a name. Okay. We'll, we'll, we're open to suggestions as well. Suggest a name for the stream boat, everybody. How's things, Nick? Looking forward to this one? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be fun to talk about this one, I think. Yes. Can Can you just explain why we're here and why you've chosen this? <laughs> so why every season, every season, Nick and myself have a wild card where we can pick the films that uh, we talk about rather than using the randomizer. Um, our patrons also get them. So at the minute, we've got five people with wild cards. Um, three have already been played this season. This well, two have already been played. This is the third one. This is my wild card pick for the season. But this season, we're trying to get to the bottom of the stream. So we're picking, trying to find the worst movie rather than the best movie out of the bottom. We're trying to find the worst. And I think I might have done all right here. What do you reckon? I think you're in the conversation. <laughs> I mean, why do you hate me? I don't. I kind of hate myself a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I didn't expect you to go with something like this. And I've got to say, it's good thinking. Yeah, I thought I'd throw you for a curveball. There's somebody in this who I, who I really, really dislike. And I didn't, if I had have realised he was in it, I probably wouldn't have picked it. Okay. <laughs> so, but we'll go, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. The film that I've picked for this season's wildcard is called The Hungover Games. And it's obviously a parody movie, a comedy movie. And a not very good movie. And I don't do comedy movies at all. I'd never watch a comedy. And so I thought I'd throw a curveball into the team and pick a comedy. However, I seem to have picked the least funny comedy of all time. Can I ask a uh, question? The... Yes. You did may ask you, many. Did you, at any point, and be honest, did you laugh? No. Not even once? I don't think so. Did you smile? I don't... That, did, did you even smirk? I don't think so. Interesting. <laughs> I genuinely don't think I did. I don't think I did either. So that's where we're starting from. <laughs> <laughs> this is a comedy parody movie that has not made either of us even crack a smirk. I don't think by the corners of my mouth went in an upward trajectory at all for the all 85 minutes of this no i don't think mine did i only watched it i watched it today um i was i'm a bit behind this week but yeah i watched it today and i don't think i did i don't think i smiled it's not a good movie i don't want to give any spoilers away but it's not very good do you know what will be fun though talking about it so absolutely so let's get on with it so the film as we've said is called the hungover games it was released in 2014 uh, it's an 18. It runs for one hour and 25 minutes. Currently rated at 3.5 out of 10 on IMDb, which is too high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it stars a guy called Ross Nathan. He plays Bradley. Um, he's only made one film since this, and it is called Other Plans, and Jamie Kennedy's in it also. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jamie Kennedy's in this. Jamie Kennedy is the man that I detest with all of my might. I do not like the guy at all. Um, he's in this. He wrote this, and... If I'd have realised that before we started, I probably would. And I love Scream. It's one of my favourite films, but I hate Jamie Kennedy. It was all downhill from there for him. It really was. Um, also stars a guy called Herbert Russell, who plays Zach. 
Um, he's in one episode of Ratchet and two episodes of Hollywood, so he's got Netflix um, roots. Okay, he's in with uh, Ryan Murphy. Yeah, he seems to be. Somehow has managed to get himself involved with Ryan Murphy. There's also a guy in it whose name is Sam Pancake, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the best names I've ever heard. He plays Tracy. Um, he currently stars in the Saved by the Bell remake that's currently airing in America. Okay, cool. Um, he plays the drama teacher in that, and he's also in Dumpling which is a film that's appeared recently on the show because the girl from Paradise Paradise Hills, she was in Dumplin' as well. So he stands alongside her. And also stars a guy called Ben Begley as Ed. Do you recognise that name, Nick? Yes. Well, no, but (laughs) (laughs) I I, I do not recognise him. Uh, Although he looks like, well, they've made him look a bit like Ed Helms. But (laughs) um, I know... That this is not the first time he's had something to do with a show that uh, a movie that we've talked about. Correct. Do you want to know what's even more of a weird coincidence? And it is a coincidence. Yes, this you've is... got like an absolute hard on for him. <laughs> I seem because... to have. <laughs> Don't <laughs> because... know why, but I seem to have. <laughs> because this wild card he's obviously in, and yeah. the last wild card you chose, uh, he wrote. He did, and was in. <laughs> oh, was he in it as well? Yeah, he was the guy who played Deputy Doyle. Oh, okay. The, the the bumbling deputy, yeah, he wrote Funhouse Massacre and was in Funhouse Massacre, which was my last season's wild card, and he's probably the one of the main two or three characters in this one. I, I would say so, yeah. How what a, a, a what? <laughs> it's such a weird coincidence, and I genuinely had no idea until I wrote down today who was in this film. It's thrown me for a loop. How long have How long have you been in his fan club? I don't know. Maybe I should start it. Maybe I should I get him on as a guest. What films do I need to watch in preparation for <laughs> next season when you you inevitably choose him? I don't uh, know. Something that he's been in. Such a weird coincidence, that is. But yeah, he's in this. He plays a character called Ed, one of the three main characters in the film. Good. Uh, there's, there's some cameos in this as well. I don't know if you spotted any of them. Tara um, Reid. Tara, Tara Reid's in it. Caitlyn Jenner's in it. Yes. And, and Jamie Kennedy's in it. But yeah. Jamie Kennedy plays four or five different characters in it i uh, see i didn't understand i didn't know if he was being the same person or <laughs> no i think he's just... playing different people right okay uh, directed by a guy called josh Sol- stolberg um he wrote the jigsaw film that i saw recently and he he wrote that and the previous jigsaw film so he's written the last two jig- jigsaw saw films in the saw franchise <laughs> jigsaw saw jigsaw uh, saw and- he cut his jigsaw teeth on this. That's interesting. He did indeed. Um, arguably, this is the more horrific film of the three. Definitely. I'd watch Jigsaw and Spiral over any, over this any day. Uh, three guys are credited with writing it. Jamie Kennedy, David Bernstein and Kyle Barnett Anderson. They seem to be a writing trio. They've been credited on a few things together before. I see. Jamie Kennedy's credit is Story By. So basically, he's come up with an idea and the other two have written it. Do you have a one word review of the Hungover Games, Nick? Why? Because <laughs> I've asked you for one. Why? <laughs> this this is bad, isn't it? I, d- I just... I don't understand why this exists. No, not me. I really don't. I really wish it didn't. A wider question. <laughs> is the parody film dead? It is now. Because... <laughs> it should be. At, when did you say this was from? 2014. So it's So it's... it's you think so that's seven years old. So you think that's quite recent, but it's seven years old. It yeah. is quite old, and 
what's the point in a parody film nowadays when you can i don't mean to get to this probably is as deep as this episode will get but why do you need a parody film nowadays when you've got memes and yeah do you know what i mean instant yeah. reaction to stuff and youtube you know even more so than seven years ago i just think it's a dead genre couldn't agree more the, the title definitely came first for this so somebody's gone hangover hunger games they sound similar let's make it hungover <laughs> games yeah but because there is it absolutely make, makes, there's no story and it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever and there's no thread tying together the movies that are parodied no not at all so it's not like okay scary movie by the time it got to like three or four it was totally down the pan but at least that started off with let's parody horror movies the scary movie the first scary movie film is basically the same script as scream yeah but written by read by comedy actors rather than serious actors it's virtually exactly the same film but there is no thread to this it's not a or let's do action movies or let's no send it feels like hero movies it feels like somebody just went into a costume department and got a load of costumes and they're the ones that we parody in because they're not even parodies they're not even parody they're just people dressed up in costumes like there's somebody there's somebody has jack sparrow in this film yeah there's there's no reason for it he doesn't do he does not even do it doesn't even do anything piratey also full disclosure from myself uh i've never seen a hunger games film i've seen the first one but that's it i I haven't seen any i don't think it matters have you seen the hangover (laughs) yes (laughs) again doesn't matter um where does this film start nick I, I can't wait to see how you are going to describe the plot because there isn't one. It's <laughs> Go for it. Uh, this starts uh, with a title on the screen. We're in the year 2213. Correct. 2213. Um, and we're just in a field. Yes. And the character of Bradley, um, obviously, they're not going far for the names for these so these three hangover guys are all called the names of the actors who played these characters in the in the hangover yeah uh so bradley calls tracy who is the groom to tell him that they've lost doug yeah. on his stag do uh yeah doug's gay wedding is under threat it isn't gonna happen he actually says well that's not gonna happen during the phone call mainly i think because they're 200 years in the future that's yeah. probably why the wedding's not going to happen, I would imagine. And then we cut to a text scroll, which, like off of Star Wars, which yeah. I don't think we've ever had before. I took a photo of it so I can read it out to you. Do you want me to read it out to you? I would love you to. <laughs> so this text starts scrolling up the screen. It says, there was an uprising. In penance for their lack of creativity, Hollywood was forced to offer up tributes. Each district of the pantheon of pop culture sent contestants to a public arena where they fought to the death. The pageant was known as the Hungover Games. Nobody knows why it's called that, other than the fact that it's a parody on the name. And then we hit straight into the title card. And we are now in Laughlin, Nevada, which is not Las Vegas. Uh, We're 48 hours before the wedding, two centuries before the uprising. Sure. That's what it comes comes up on the screen. Um, They they admit that they're in Laughlin, Nevada because they couldn't afford to go to Vegas. And they're going to stay at a place called Chief Lou's Slot House which is a casino, or it looks like a shitty casino. Yeah. Um, they check into their shitty hotel room, which all four of them are going to stay in by the looks of it, even though there's only two beds. We find out that Zach 
is reading the Hungover Games. He's obsessed with it. The Hunger, the, the Hunger Games. Sorry, <laughs> the not Hunger, the Hunger Games. Games. He's reading the Hunger Games book. Um, so, and he's obsessed with it. He's read it hundreds of times. And he knows exactly what's going on. So he's our yeah. like, expert. So there's Zach, there's Ed, there's Bradley, and Doug. Zach's brought the uh, the goodies for the weekend with him. He's got a bag full of. He's he's got some potato vodka. Um, he's yes. got some roofies, some heroin, some opium, all in a bag, um, which Ed throws out of the window with when Zach's got his back turned. And because this is going to be a sober weekend, because they get into too much trouble when they... Uh, do you think these were supposed to be... They were making out they were the same characters from The Hangover? Because they were like, <laughs> when, last time we went to Vegas, we got into all this trouble. Yeah. And it was like they, but that, that's the parody, isn't it? It's it's, it's the same character. They are so, playing those characters. So it's the absolutely. It's the sequel to the Hangover films. Well, no, because they're they're playing those characters, but they're using the actor's name. Apart yeah. from with Doug, who was also called Doug. In <laughs> I I don't know how, where this stands in terms of studios, but they've changed very little for these yeah, characters. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Um, anyway, they decide they're having a straight uh, a straight weekend, so they they put Zach in a straight jacket and a neck collar, yeah, because they don't want him to get out of control. And they head up to the roof, which is what happens at the beginning of the Hangover. Um, and they do a toast to Doug and Tracy, who are they about do. to get married. Is Tracy the name of the woman in the Hangover films? Who is going to get the bride? I, I couldn't tell you. It's been a long I'm time sure since I watched them. This is a gay wedding that we're going, that we're heading towards. Much in the hangover fashion, we then cut straight to the next morning. So we don't see anything of the night um, because this is all about the hangover, not about the night before. Um, and the next morning they wake up in a room. It's a different room. It's not the same sure. room that they went, they checked into. Uh, there's a peacock in there for some reason. Yep. Um, Ed wakes up first. He then trips over Bradley um, and stands on his balls and wakes him up. And then Zach comes in. He's just got some tight little pants on <laughs> uh, and then a lady comes in um she is made up a bit like the woman from the hunger that i'm gonna get that so much so messed up the b- b- bit like the woman from the hunger games um well think- she was called like freaking grandma or something like that <laughs> she's called effing effing that's it <laughs> um <laughs> and ed says right well we can't but it's nice to meet you but we're not hanging around we need to go so he opens up the door to this room and it turns out they're on a train. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you can feel yourself moving when you're on a train. Yeah, they're on like Snowpiercer. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm sure this is a Hunger Games reference. I, like I say, I've never seen it. There may be know. trains involved. <laughs> there may be, I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, the train's going really fast. So he, shut, he slams the door and the effing reveals that they're on the way to the games. Yeah, um, and they all volunteered. Yeah, well, so we get a drunk flashback now. Um, so while they were drunk, they were... they volunteered to be a part of this game jamie kennedy turns up and does a line of coke he does yeah just, I think just happens just, i think that's just jamie kennedy just doing <laughs> what he does uh, yeah he plays a character he's playing this character he's called mitch i presume it's a parody of somebody from the hunger games he kind of he turns up and tells them that i'm going to teach you how to win the games yeah but then he doesn't tell them anything and they, we just we'd ever really we only meet him once more in this character <laughs> anyway and then we meet the two commentators um they're doing like a rundown of all the districts Sure. So, I didn't write down the names of all the districts, but basically they're they're all pop culture um, things, aren't they? There's a Lord of the Rings district, so there's a so Frodo I, I, and Gandalf. I think I got most of them. Okay, go for it. So you've got the Django Unchained district, <laughs> of course. The Real Housewives. 
Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings. There's superheroes. Yeah. Uh, Avatar. There's like generic horror. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One of them is one's a zombie and one's Carrie, basically. Or Scary, uh, as she's called in there. Yeah. There's The Hangover. Uh, there's the Johnny Depps. <laughs> so so that's Tonto, uh, Jack Sparrow, and um, Willy, Wonka. Willy Wonka. There is the Puppet District. Which and, is basically just Ted. Yep. Yeah, and Gratuitous Nudity. Yep. Yeah. Which is uh, just two women with their tits out. Rounded off by Catnip Everdeen. That's one more laugh than I did in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, she's a troublesome character, but we'll get to that. So yeah, they agree to play. They say to Effin, okay, well, we've got no choice. Let's do this. And we get taken to a training area. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Why? Just, is that it? Is that the question? <laughs> Why in 2213, presumably these games happen every so often. Yeah. So if I can equate it to a World Cup every four years, <laughs> let's just say it's every four years. It may be longer. I don't know. It may be shorter. I don't know the Hunger Games. Yeah. Then and we're in 2213. Why are all these tropes from like the 2000s <laughs> to 2014? So <laughs> I, I was thinking exactly the same thing. So we're, we're nearly Surely 200. stuff has happened. We're nearly 200 years in the future. At no point in that 200 years, anybody's remembering Johnny Depp's Lone Ranger movie. Who fucking <laughs> For a start, isn't it Army Hammer? No, uh, Army Hammer's the Lone Ranger. John. Johnny yeah, that's Depp's what I mean. So Tonto. that film's definitely cancelled. Nobody's watching that in 200 years' time. Well, yeah, of course, we're both of them. <laughs> exactly. That Willy Wonka film should be forgotten about already as well. Avatar probably should. Nobody's remembering Ted in 200 years' time. Also, why is Thor gay? Yeah, Thor's a big gay. I don't know. That was really. <laughs> was he the only and superhero as well? There was uh, there was someone else with him in the video at the start, but there I, was, I but can't. I don't, you know, don't think it makes an appearance. No. The Real Housewives is that going to be remembered in two hundred years? It's just really lazy. Why did it need to be two hundred years in the future? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just really it's such a lazy film. But anyway, they agree to play. So they head off to this training area where everybody's there. Everybody, all the contestants are in the same place, and they're all just like training with each other. Jamie Kennedy's playing a few roles in this room because he's he's there as like the director, and he's also there as Willy Wonka. But we meet Carrie for the first time. The Carrie one was the best one. That kind of, that just kind of worked. And Zach reveals that they need to show that they're tough. They need to yeah. show these guys that they can they can get into fights and they can hold their it's own. Like prison rules. Yeah. So he beats up Ed. Um, yeah. He basically kicks the crap out of him. And when he does that, the, there's like an odds board behind them. So all their their odds drop. Yeah. So they go. I think they go from 100 to 1 to 50 to 1. Ed then walks into this girl who's playing cap, catnip. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's so wrong. <laughs> it really is. Um, and she kisses him straight away. She's like, oh, thank God you're here. It's so nice to see you. But he has no idea who she is. Yeah, so she, she knows him from the night before, somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got no clue, though. Bradley comes over. He asks her if he's looking for Doug, because they know Doug's here somewhere, uh, but they can't find him. They're still looking for him. 
So he asks her if she knows where Doug is. She doesn't. Um, that's basically all that happens in that room. Um, the, I just want to point out that I don't think it's funny to say, ah, we've got these two that are just here for the gratuitous nudity, the two topless lady. Yeah. And then they never play on that. They just are there for gratuitous nudity. Yeah. They don't, they don't then flip it. No, not at all. They literally are there. They're, 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 do, they're there to do what they say they're going to do. They've just yeah. got their boobs out. Like, the woman with the larger breasts just keeps getting them stuck in a net. <laughs> she it, did, happens, it happens like three times in this five minutes. It does. And even a basketball net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I have no words. <laughs> no, ignore me. Um, then we find out that the games are about to begin. Um, so there's a countdown going on and everybody's got to get into their pipes tubes they've all got to stand in this tube basically yeah um, but the boys are still looking for doug they still haven't found him um zach accidentally spills some tea on a control panel and eventually they all get into their tubes and they get raised up onto the battlefield sure everybody comes out everybody's now standing in a circle um obviously because they're for this movie all the weapons are sex toys um there's like a dildo trident and it says they're sponsored by some sort of sex toy company just for the laughs, I think. Um, and then we get our first death. Um, Frodo from The Lord of the Rings literally dies straight away. As soon yes, as the games begin. Carrie then teleports a sword through a zombie's head. Or Tonto is quite the killer because he takes out the Hobbit. Yeah, he does. Um, and then he kills, like, Borat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where Borat came from. No, nor me. <laughs> no idea. Then... Like I say, Carrie puts this sword through this zombie's head by thinking about it because it's Carrie. That was yeah. probably the coolest moment of the film. Gandalf is then killed by the gratuitous naked ladies. And Ted takes out a couple of dudes and then t- he takes out the two Django Unchained dudes, doesn't he? Yeah. And then teabags them. <laughs> yes. And the guy who's playing Ted is doing a really bad Seth MacFarlane impression. It's really bad. This doesn't even sound like him, but you can tell that's what he's trying to do. And I feel like with a couple of quid, you could have probably just got Seth MacFarlane to do it because he's probably into this sort of shit. Sort of thing he does. Jack Sparrow kills like a random MMA guy. Yeah. I think he was called Lone Boxer. Yeah. Because of course he was. Um, And then the the boys are kind of running and trying to escape all of this and they lose Zach now. So we're down to just Ed and Bradley. Bradley, yeah. Um, And then a random token Asian guy shows up. Yeah, so obviously this is Ken Yong's character in The Hangover. Yeah. But at least he kind of moves the plot forward a bit. This guy just Doesn't. felt racist. <laughs> it really did. Beca- Especially later, later on, on the- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all, um, the way, all the way through so far, since they woke up, Ed's been complaining that his mouth tastes of shit. Yeah. This Asian guy reveals why, and this is his only reason why he's in this film. Um, he because- says, I was with you last night. Guys, great to see you. Yeah, we we did a human centipede together. Yeah. Just the three of them. Because, what? Why? Why is that a thing? It was like, it's a beautiful thing. One one gastric sister. Have you ever seen the human centipede? No, I haven't. No, I haven't either. I feel like it's something I will do one day. So the Asi- Asian guy was the middle? Yeah. No, Bradley and was in the middle. No. No, uh, Bradley, Ed, Bra- Ed, Bradley was the front. Ed then, was the back. I thought Ed was in the middle. Oh, no, Ed. No, yeah, Ed, you're right. Ed was at the back because he got the the brunt of it i don't even want to think about it It just it makes me queasy and i don't so understand it, why it's here why, why it's even <laughs> mentioned because no 
he just complains all the way through about him, his mouth tasting shit. Now we know why, but it just writes that just bit out. It doesn't it's not important? Blows chunks everywhere. No, it just throws up everywhere. Um, then it's night time because that day yeah. went really quickly. Jack Sparrow's at a campfire with Willy Wonka and Tonto. Yeah, the depths so the, have the got depths a fire have going. Had this fire going, but Tonto betrays the depths. He, hey, not, he's a total narc. He is. He he makes a signal, um, and then Ted and Four and Carrie show up, and there's an alliance forming. Um, and then Willy Wonka gets killed with the dildo trident with, yep. in sentences you never thought you'd hear yourself say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jamie Kennedy played Willy, Willy Wonka. He did, yeah, he did. So then the, that little posse have all f- formed a team. Ed and Brad are still without Zach and they've decided to sleep in a tree overnight. So they've climbed this tree and then this team, little team that we've got set up now are going to camp under the tree. Of all the trees and all the forests. Yeah. They choose that one. So they've got to be really quiet because of the tree. And then we reveal that Zach's with them as well. Zach's joined that little team. Yeah. And so they all go to sleep. Four's got his face mask on. Um, and then Zach and Tonto are spooning each other. And then the next morning happens. And that didn't go anywhere either. It's just... <laughs> What's the point? I don't know. <laughs> what? What's the point? I'm que- sorry, I'm part? questioning my existence right now. Me too. <laughs> This this one's on for eighty five minutes and eighty of it is too much. Um, we cut to the next morning and there's a there's a young girl who we've not mentioned so far who's also playing this game. Um, I think she was called Boo, um, but she had the voice. She was a young black girl and she had the voice of an old black woman. Yeah, that's the gag. That's the joke. And she spotted a a nest of swagger jaggers, <laughs> which are really apparently really badly animated wasps. Yeah. Um, and she's like she makes out to the guys look drop that nest onto the guys below but then we need some exposition so the commentators come on and apparently a few stings from a swagger jag will make you lose your swagger right but then then it might kill you you might also die so they set this joke up so these these wasp things if they sting you you're going to lose all your mojo basically yeah that's my understanding yeah agreed yep that's what it said and then they just don't do it. Yep, no, it doesn't happen. So, so they sting people. They sting everybody. They so They don't do the joke. No, they don't. So the nest falls, stings everybody. Bradley and Ed also both fall out of the tree. So everybody's gotten stung by these things. And then they get away. For some reason now, Ed's got Can a really... I, let, me, <laughs> let me just repeat where we are with this. Okay. This is a parody movie. This is a comedy movie where it's prime existence presumably is to tell jokes and be funny yeah. they've just spent two minutes setting up a joke yeah and then they don't do the joke no they don't it's just never <laughs> happens never mentioned no is that is that not just absolutely fucked up <laughs> it's completely mental um i don't know i don't know what they were thinking they didn't do it they ed and brad are in a bad way after they've been stung by them um and they collapse to the floor ed has a dream where Cap Nips gets her boobs out, but it's Zach. Her boobs are Zach's face. Yeah. So is that him losing his swagger? I don't think so. No, and Bradley has a dream where he's got a really tiny body and a massive head. Yeah, and and they awake, and it says like they've been out for two days, and yeah. and Zach, Zach's there, and he's nursed them back to health, which is fine. But they still didn't do the joke of them becoming like. I was expecting like a Dwayne much. Dibley type of thing. Yeah. No, they didn't do that joke, and it's almost unforgivable. <laughs> like the rest of this film oh yeah so we reveal that it's been a couple of days zach's been looking after them um 
that he's got him into the, some sort of cave and he's kept them alive for a few days. Um, and then three housewives show up. Um, one's got a testicle in a jar. I, I even sound bored talking about it. <laughs> and then Carrie shows up. Carrie was the best character in this film. I think that might just be because of who she is. She's got the best kills. She definitely got the best kills. So she douses these three housewives in petrol and sets them on fire. And you get yep. the nice shot of Carrie, bloodstained Carrie, standing behind the fire. So you get that nice shot. My whole head exploded when the president of America shows up. And yeah. <laughs> his name is Snowbarma. Uh, now, how problematic is that? Quite problematic, yes. Um, he, d- he, did a dec- he did look a bit like Barack Obama and he did a decent impression of him. Um, but he's concerned that the guys from the hangover district are becoming too popular with the crowd and the games are supposed to be a Hollywood distraction to stop um, stop the crowd hating the amount of sequels, remakes and spoofs that are coming out. And sure. If, and if people enjoy these guys, they'll remember that they should be being distracted. And that's it. That's You never see him again or hear from him again or know why that happened. Also, the guy he's talking to is like the puppet master of the Hunger Games, yeah, he's, and he's got like a dick in his beard. Yeah, he's got a dick drawn in his beard, or a cut into his beard. He's the games master. So he's kind of in charge. Um, then Zach reveals out of his own head somewhere that when they got into their hotel room, he plugged an air freshener in, and that has somehow caused this whole thing to happen. Oh, it says on the small print of the air freshener may cause transportation to futuristic dystopia. It does say that on the small print, so you should probably should have read that first. What? Why? How? <laughs> what's going on there then? And there's your plot. Yeah, that's your plot. It's basically what's happened. Um, <laughs> this whole conversation is being watched by a woman who's described who's camouflaged as a tree. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, she never appears again. No. <laughs> Zach, Zach stops for a wee. Um, while he's having his wee, he sees two girls in like a little pool with their boobs out. It's the, yeah, the gratuitous nudity ladies. Yep. And the Avatar Which, lady shows up also with her boobs out. Yeah. And when the Avatar turns up, uh, that's where he gets a stonk on. <laughs> well, his piss stream rises steadily until yes. it's, until at the end it's actually hitting him in the face. <sighs> and <laughs> he gets in the hot tub with them. I'm so sorry for picking this, everybody. But I feel like I am going to win. So um, yeah, so he gets in the hot tub. The Avatar lady gets in the hot tub. Um, then Tonto shows up. Um, he kills the Avatar. Um, but Zack is rescued by Catnip just before she he's about to kill him too. Also, because it's funny, you know, uh, Zack's got like blue all round his face. Yeah. Because the Avatar's a painted blue? Yeah, obviously. So she rescues him. She chases off the uh, Tonto. But he does manage to kill the two naked girls before he leaves. The very next scene that happens after that is we cut to the control room. We meet the the games master where he lives. All of a sudden, the computer system goes down. And then the Asian guy who was in the games is now not in the games. And he comes in and fixes the computers. Yeah, because it's he's just an Asian a racist guy. joke. Yeah, it's yeah. a really racist joke because he's an Asian computer tech. But then, again, nothing comes of it, and there was no follow-up to it at all. It's just a racist joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mitch shows up. Mitch was the guy we met at the beginning who did the line of coke and another one of Jamie, uh, Jamie Kennedy's characters. Um, and he tells the Games Master that bromance is the key to ratings. 
Okay. If you want, yeah, for some reason, if you want <laughs> some ratings for people watching this, which I believe in the Hunger Games is the only thing anybody can watch. I think it's the only thing on TV. You need to set up a bromance. Um, and so the Games Master makes an announcement that you can now only win the Hungover Games if you have a long-standing bromance, which kind of eliminates everybody else. Yeah, let's just finish it right there. Yeah, that's kind of the end of it. And then a talking bird turns up. I'm just I'm just going to try and get through it. Um, he tells them where to find Zach. He tells them where to find Zach, and they eventually find Zach. Ed also runs into Catnip, who's got her boobs out and is cleaning a bow and arrow. Um, <laughs> and she says to him, look, you do know I'm only 17, and he doesn't want to hear that. He puts his hand over his ears and goes, la, 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 la. And then she, like, pats his boner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Catnip's teamed up with the young girl, the young the young girl with the uh, older woman's voice, and Thor comes along and kills this young girl with the hammer brutally, throws it hundreds of times at her head until she dies from it, um, and then Ed kills Thor with a slingshot. Yeah, because he's all of a sudden some sort of crack slingshot expert. Um, they do some sort of funeral for the girl. They cover her in daisies, and then the then they make then they make I don't know if you've this. They made a couple of jokes about like doing inappropriate things to this dead body yep they did it was also a young girl <laughs> yeah um then the games master comes in and uh, his voice comes over the tannoy again and invites them to a feast he says there will be weapons there there will be an advantage for all of you there um if you turn up you don't have to turn up uh, there didn't appear to be any I... food at this feast i thought he said bring your own weapon but then there was just loads of weapons there <laughs> fuck knows he definitely said byo weapon yeah he did you're right anyway <laughs> um carrie gets there first she's now got some knives like, where they were the her weapon it was a knife block which was a nice little touch catnip's like well i'm not going to go to this feast um you guys can look after yourself here i'm gonna go and kill tonto i think he's like the only one left alive now i think ted's knocking around somewhere so they do carrie disappears so they ed runs out to the site and it turns out that their weapon is a really convenient plot device. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cell phone that can call anyone, anytime, anywhere. How convenient. So, That's what some would argue, not a weapon. Not Definitely not a weapon. Carrie attacks Ed. Zach kills Carrie by grabbing her by the ankles and smashing her into the floor like he's the Hulk all of a sudden. Puppets distract them at that point. Whilst, yeah, they've got to fight the puppets. Yeah, they're like Muppets. Um so they go to attack them, but then Ted sneaks up from behind and attacks everybody. And then they're like, they're like Miss Ziggy and Mermit the Frog, <laughs> Mermit the Toad. Yeah. Um, so then we get a puppet fight. There's three adult human beings fighting three puppets at this point. But then Zach manages to blow them all up by throwing his Hunger Games book onto a landmine. And Ted, oh, we 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 haven't mentioned the the puppet character of Ted has its dick out. Oh yeah, all the way through the film. And he takes an arrow to the dick because Catnip's turned up. Uh, but she's hurt. She's in a bad way. Um, so she sa- she says she defeated Tonto, but yeah. she's she's not good. So Tonto's died off screen. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's in a bad, a bad way. So Ed carries her into this medic's tent that's somehow nearby. And she's like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Um, I'm only 17. She reiterates the fact that she's only 17. And then she says, would you like to see my boobs before I die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to ed and ed does want to see her boobs so she gets her boobs out and we get a my tv's 49 inches and there was a 49 inch boob shot um <laughs> it was just they were just there like the whole screen was just boobs this was the middle of the day as well i had to draw my blinds 
<laughs> oh, imagine if the neighbours had uh, peeped in. Uh, and then she dies, which Ed is distraught about because he's in love with this young girl. Bradley at this point thinks, well, we've kind of won now. I think, is everybody dead at this point? I think so, pretty much. They still don't know where Doug is, though. Oh, yeah, they still don't know where Doug is. So they realise they've won. They call Tracy, um, but it isn't... Well, each, each... Yeah, he tries to call Tracy, but it's a wrong number, and he gets someone doing a Liam Neeson impression from Taken. <laughs> he gets an old man doing the line from Taken about, I've got special skills. But why yeah. wasn't it just a young guy who looked like Liam Neeson? Why did it have to be an old man? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it looked like, who was that? Because he was like, you've taken my daughter, and I'm thinking, well, pff, you're not, she's going to be pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like, um, remember the guy who played John Locke's dad in Lost? He looked like him. Yes. <laughs> um, but then, so I'm thinking, oh God, they're, gonna, they're not going to start a whole other storyline here, are they? But then Brad's like, oh, I've got the wrong number, and just hangs up on this guy as he's halfway through the Taken speech. And then he, try, he rings again, and this time he does get older, Tracy. And the, the, this phone call happened at the beginning of the film, so we're back at the, where we were at the beginning now. Um, while Bradley's on the phone to Tracy, Zach and Ed are on a, having a little chat, and Ed, Zach says, I blame myself for all of this. And Ed says, yeah, well, yeah, so do I. <laughs> and then Ed reveals that... Ed realises he knows where Doug is. Yes, as one of the tubes hasn't risen. Yes, because he had a flashback of when Zach spilled his bubble tea over one of the control panels. So they did do some so, forward planning. So they think Doug's been stuck in a tube for, our, well, at least a night. It was a couple of days they were unconscious for, so yeah. I'm, I'm going four days. Yeah. Um, so, they realize, so they run over to this tube that didn't come up, but Doug's not in there. Um, he's behind no. them. He's in a bush, he's, or he is a bush. dressed up as a bush behind them, and he pushes them into this tube. He says you're going to kill them. Yeah, I'm going to kill you guys. So he's got, somehow he's managed to get Catnip's bow and arrow. Is it, is it that every time we go out, you forget about me and something happens? Yeah, I don't even have any lines in any of these movies, is what he says. Yeah. Um, so he shouts at them a bit, and but then he eventually rescues them. And they think they've won because the Games Master revealed that this they've got this bromance and that was what was going to win you the game. Uh, but then the Games Master changes the rules. He says, right, there can only be one winner. You need to all fight to the death. Yeah, have at it. So they... All run because uh, they think that each other's going to kill them. And they all grab a sex toy weapon each. And then Zach comes up with a plan where he says we should all poison ourselves because the Games Master would let would rather have four winners than no winners. Yeah. Um, so they go to pop these little poisonous berries that they found and the Games Master doesn't stop them. Yeah, they just all die. So they eat them anyway. And then they all die. <laughs> I mean, if they didn't stop you, you just wouldn't eat them, would you? Um <laughs> So yeah, they all die and then they wake up in the hotel room as if the whole thing's been a dream or maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. They don't really know. Uh, but it's the morning of the wedding. So they rush to the wedding. Um, Zach's got a new book. He's now reading The Fifty Shades of Grey. So hopefully we don't get a sequel. <laughs> um, Brad doesn't think the whole thing was real. Ed says, I know I was in love with this 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who he then bumps into at the wedding. Catnip's at the wedding, but as a different character, same actress. And he follows her, and then we have the wedding, and then the film ends. Oh, uh, it turns out the vicar is oh, the yeah. uh, comptroller guy. The games master. Yeah. And when he steps forward into shot, his beard is shaved into the shape of the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the film ends. Yeah. This this was an absolute <laughs> bag of shit. As, without a doubt, one of the worst films I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so, it, so bad. It's complete do, do nonsense. You know 
I expected it to be bad. Yeah, I did. And I expected not to laugh. I did not expect that it would be so offensive. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. There's like there's I, racism I, I, in I, there. There's yeah pedophile jokes all the way through it. One of the characters clearly is a pedophile and is prepared to admit that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was taken aback by the offensiveness of it, <laughs> and I was like, how has this got this far through development? It's Jamie Kennedy. Somehow he's got some sort of something over somebody in Hollywood and they keep making him work, letting him work. It's like when they're talking about doing stuff to the dead body. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, this is like... The second week in a row we've had people try and do stuff to a dead body. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, isn't it? That is weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, this is awful. Avoid it. Avoid it at all costs. Apologies. It's not funny. It, it's not it's, funny. It's, it's not... It looks, it looks cheap. It... No one's good in it. Um, there's, there's, I don't think I can think of anything positive to say. Same, not me. There's just nothing good about it. Everything, like you say, everything looks bad. None of the costumes are even very good. Uh, the Ted costume doesn't look anything like Ted. It's just a teddy bear. The the avatar's just a woman painted blue. Yeah, the like you say, the the guy doing the Seth MacFarlane voice is terrible. It. it yeah, that can't be the best impression they could find. No, sure. I reckon you could get that Seth MacFarlane for a couple of pints and a packet of crisps. Put a bit of effort into this. <laughs> there's nothing there. Do something. Just, oh, awful. There's, there's nothing there. It's, the whole concept of it is stupid. I don't know why it had to be set in the future, why they needed a telephone that could call anybody in any time, like a sonic screwdriver type, Doctor Who type thing. It's offensively What's... bad. It's the, without even thinking of the offensive nature of the film, the fact that it's so bad is offensive in itself. Yes. <laughs> it's offended me that it's there's such a bad film out there that exists and is on Netflix. And then you get yeah. to the point where there's it is racist, it is sex is really sexist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's paedophile jokes in it. There's a young girl who is supposed to be seventeen who gets her boobs out in it. And then there's an old man who falls in love with her. It's just it's horrible. Everything about this film is horrible. It's horrendous. It's one of the it's, worst films I've ever seen. It's it's grimy isn't it it's, uh, it makes it made me feel like i needed a shower after i'd watched it <laughs> yeah not good do you want to turn how do we turn the tide on it uh, just don't make it <laughs> i just, just don't make it just yeah just i don't think is there a way you can make it better no. can it be done is, why, do, why do you need to do a parody of the hangover or the hunger games i can see that there might be something in that but there's loads of parodies of the hunger games the Hunger Games being yeah. copied so many times. No, I just don't know. I don't think you can. Even a, a good director and a good cast, the idea is just not good enough to be a story. Not with a script like this. No. We make chance. it better by rewriting the whole thing. No, you just don't make it. Just don't honestly. make it. Just leave it. Just leave it alone. Forget it ever happened. Yeah. I apologise for everybody who's watched it. <laughs> for making you watch it. That being said, let's move on to the stream table because this might be my redemption. Okay. Uh, I assume I don't need to read to the top. Bottom, bottom five. I think it'll be. Safe. I'll read to the where we were at with the the highest wild card. Currently, at the bottom of the stream is Temple. Uh, then Room Two Hundred Five. Sam's wild card is one of our patrons. Comes after that, and it's called After. Uh, and then yours is Alien Warfare, which is just above that. So the two wild cards are conveniently grouped together. Does this go anywhere else other than bottom of the stream? I can't believe 
that Alien Warfare is the best wild card. <laughs> because That's quite scary, it is isn't it? A, a terrible movie. It is a terrible movie. But at um, least it's got it's quite in it's quite fun to watch. It was it was terrible, but I didn't hate watching it. I got something out of it. So there was some enjoyment there. I think for me, this is the worst wild card. Okay. But not necessarily the worst film. Well, I, I think I just want to talk that through. So I, I think. Okay, so if we put it as the worst wild card, it go currently it would go above Temple and Room Two Hundred Five. Room Two Hundred Five was really boring. Yeah. Really boring. I wanted to turn it off. Yeah. I kind of didn't want to turn this off because I was horrified. <laughs> if I said to you so, now, right tonight after we finish recording, you need to go and watch Room Two Hundred Five, or you can watch the Hungover Games. Which one are you watching? Yeah, I'd watch Room Two Hundred Five, and I think I'd watch Temple <laughs> as well. And have a nap. <laughs> I think the same. I think the same answer for Temple as well. I'm just looking at the website for some reason. On Temple, I've got the writing next to it is for actually for cat fight. I <laughs> don't oh, know why. It's got Anne Hesh really and Sandra O oh swing for the fences in this innovative comedy. And that's not Temple. Uh, these are all awful, awful movies. They are, yeah, the bottom um, five in this stream table is horrendous. All five of them, wherever we decide to put this one. I think it goes bottom, mate. I, I genuinely I, think I, it does. I think it has to. And I'm not just saying that because, because it's my wild card. No, I know. I, so I think what clinches it for me is that regardless of how bad all these other ones are we've talked about, there is, a, even if it's the tiniest of tiny glimmers, I think there was something, if not positive, not absolutely the worst. <laughs> you know, there was, there was even if it was just the um, minute that the guy was in that tiny little bar in Temple, yeah, because it made me think, oh, I'd quite like to go to that bar. <laughs> Uh, Temple's uh, got a really cool was, poster. It's poster. That was really enough. Cool. That 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 minute of causing me to think, oh, it'd be cool to go there, uh, was <laughs> is enough <laughs> to put it above this movie because I can't think of anything positive to say about this. There's movie. nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing you could positive you can say about this. It's horrendous. It this goes bottom of most stream tables. It's a waste of time. It's completely a waste of time. Bottom. It's it's. It's it's supposed to be a comedy and it didn't even raise a hint of a smile. <laughs> so bottom of the stream. Yeah. Where it belongs. Fuck you, the hungover games. Do you want to pick next week's film? Yes, please. What do you want? Oh, I don't care. Just <laughs> Anything. Oh, just upwards, please. Something. We can't go any lower than that, surely. <laughs> no. Jordan and Ross I... are the last two remaining wildcards. They've got some work to do there. They really do are. not... Do not tempt the randomizer, <laughs> just in case. Okay, I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? Okay, it's picked a film called Wounds. Any ideas? Uh, none whatsoever. I, I mean, I'm thinking something gory. Uh, according to IMDb, it's a drama horror mystery thriller. Okay. It's a Netflix original. Came out in October 2019. Uh, do you want the synopsis? Yes, please. It says, disturbing and mysterious things begin to happen to a bartender in New Orleans after he picks up a phone left behind at his bar. Oh, that's uh, intriguing. <laughs> so far, so not giving much away. but uh... there, there might be an issue. Do you want to know who the main character is played by? Yes. Uh, Army Hammer. Uh, oh. 
troublesome. That is a bit, <laughs> bit problematic. A little bit, but Netflix are allowing it on their stream, so I guess we need to allow it on ours. We don't have to like him. No, I, I can't stand them. <laughs> cool, yeah, so go and check out Wounds, I guess. Uh, and in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd, at B-O-T-S underscore podcast on all of those. If you want to drop us an email, our email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com. Uh, the website is bottomofthestream.com. On the website, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded to so available right in your browser. Uh, all the stream tables are on there. There's loads of cool stuff on there, and you can even get some merch if you want to. Uh, come check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash bottomofthestream. On there for a couple of quid every month. You'll get some bonus episodes, early access to the episodes. Nick does a newsletter every so often, every month. And uh, if you come in at a certain level, we'll give you a wild card so you can pick the film as the same way that I picked this week's. And also check us out on Discord. Discord link will be at the bottom of the show notes. Uh, if you've got a few spare minutes, please consider leaving us a review on any well anyway. You can review podcasts that could be Podbean, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, maybe on Spotify. Uh, you look for us, we'll probably be there. Maybe you could get a seventeen-year-old to write your review for you, <laughs> but not whilst looking at her boobs. <laughs> So yeah, go and do that and then go and check out Wounds and we'll come back next week to talk to you about it. Cheers. Bye.